Time now for Tea Time Tuesdays with Tea. Miss T. Spence is a Michigan native and is excited to take part in the IR Mix radio station's mission. Delve into the lives of singers, songwriters, and actors. T. seeks to find her guest's secret to longevity in the world of music, television, and film, and brings you a show that promises to be uplifting and encouraging to anyone seeking to become involved in the entertainment business. So let's get started with Tea Time Tuesdays with your host, T. Spence. Good afternoon, everyone. Blessings upon blessings. Welcome to Tea Time Tuesdays. As always, I'm your host, T. Spence. Thank you for tuning in to IR Mix Radio for your lunchtime listening. Today, let's welcome Carrie Nasina to the show. Thank you for joining us today on Tea Time Tuesdays. Carrie, how are you doing? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. You guys, she's an actress, a producer, a business coach, and also the founder of Actor Transformation. I am so blessed to have you on my show today. Good morning, and I am glad that you are here. Where are you in this big, beautiful world that we live in? (laughs) I am in Hollywood, California. Oh, that's great. That's great. That is a beautiful world you live in right there. I'm not mad at that. I used to actually live there for like 10 years. So I loved California. Yeah. And all that it brought. Yes, it was it was amazing. (laughs) It's a good town. You know, people like to make fun of it. And there's kind of a lot to make fun of. But it's, it's also the land of dreams. You know, it's exactly exactly people making stuff happen. So. Yeah, because you got to be there. You got to be in the midst of it. You got to be there, especially during pilot season and all that. You have to be so hands-on during that time that people do make fun of Holly. I used to call it Holly Weird because so many Holly weird Holly Weird, things, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so many things went on there that, you know, you could tap into it. You could tap out. So that's a beautiful thing. So... <laughs> Let's talk about how's your new year going? Did you bring it in with a bang? Was it quiet? Was it loud? Were you at a party? How did it start off? Oh, very quiet. And I'm <laughs> I'm really kind of enjoying quiet a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of digging the, um, that uh, still some things are shut down and some things just feel a little bit more peaceful sometimes. Okay. Uh, where it, this, you know, this town can always be run, 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 and so many activities, you know, all the time. Absolutely. So, absolutely. There's always something to do. <laughs> you <always>. know? So, <laughs> I'm enjoying not doing anything in the real world, and everything is, is in the cyber world right now, and I'm okay with that at the moment. I- Exactly. Everything is virtual via Zoom or, you know, (laughs) some of the audio interviews. So it does give you a time to kind of tap out and get to know about you and reconnect with self. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. Did you make any any New Year's resolutions that you'd like to share or did you just come in with the Mm. new year with a new year? Well, it's, it is a new year, but you can't help but get a little excited, right? Right. So I think right. that every new year is kind of fresh and, and it's exciting to think about what's going to happen. For me as a coach, I'm always excited to be like, okay, how many more people can I help this year? How many more people can I um, change their careers and make things happen? So that's always like a joy, you know? 
Yeah, well, talk to me a little bit about your upbringing with the realm of free thinking and creativity. What did that look like for you? Because you're such a creative spirit with what I read on your bio and your IMDb page and everything that you're doing with your life. So talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, I always knew I wanted to be an actor from mm -hmm. teeny tiny. So I think that when you grow up in the arts, it kind of changes your brain. You know? Right. It kind of changes like how you view the world and how you accept people and how you kind of are always, your brain becomes wired to be creative, you know? So when that's like your go-to, then it shows up in all kinds of different ways, whether it's acting or producing or, um, you know, creating new projects for my, for my clients. You know, there's, when you're, when you're just called a creative, there's always so much to do. And mm -hmm. it's kind of an exciting world because I think that we're in a time where there's more opportunity more than ever. You know, we can basically, you can have your own huge movie studio, basically straight from your house. <laughs> well, okay, exactly. That And that's creative. <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't always that way. We're kind of taking it for granted now, right? Right, right, Because right. things are evolving <laughs> and changing, especially with the times and the COVID and being, you know, um, inside and being, you know, just with self and having to figure out different things to do to keep, you know, keep your creativity going. But as yeah. a child you know, training and performing in theater almost every weekend, what did that do for you? You know, that would, that must have been, that's a lot, especially as a child. Yeah, I used to go, um, it feels like almost every Saturday, I would have a performance at a children's theater. So I would be doing that, like I knew, okay, it's showtime, Saturday mm -hmm. morning, you know, <laughs> and, and I'd go do my show. And that was always just amazing and a joy. And then usually after that, I would go and train. And that could be anything from, you know, uh, Shakespeare to fencing to uh, the speech to voice to sometimes dancing every once in a while. Um, wasn't great at that for like tap dancing and ballet. I was never good at that. But... <laughs> But well, we I thought it, you, you know? did a lot of dancing. I just read that you did a professional dancing type of thing. I thought we might see you. You are so beautiful. I thought that we we might see you on something like Dancing with the Stars. Maybe. Oh no! So, <laughs> believe me, I love I love what they do on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I for about a, well, more than a minute. I did it for like two years. I was a ballroom dancer and ballroom dance teacher. That's um, amazing. Yeah, and that was a truly wonderful part of my life. Now I probably couldn't dance my way out of a paper bag, but <laughs> um, but they're also why I love ballroom is because it's probably the only dance that you can truly do forever. Uh, because like you know, tap, jazz, ballet, you're mm -hmm. pretty much done by the end of your twenties, right? Know? Usually, usually. But um, but you have like ballroom. There's a lot of ballroom dancers that start like in their 80s. 
Right. Okay. Yes. Cause I see them on the floor and I see the competitions and I'm like, hold them up. There's those aren't spring chickens out there. Those are, you know, people well into their, you know, late ages and they were flawless, flowing and dancing and beautiful with such grace. So beautiful. I, I love that whole thing. I love the whole era of, you know, don't you miss the days? I wish that there was like the old days that I didn't even know, but I feel like my soul bo belonged in a day where you would like go to a supper club and have dinner and dancing and all that. And to me, that is like romantic and beautiful and elegant and classy. And th that's one of the reasons why I got into ballroom, because I was like, it's from a different, it feels like it's from a different era, you know? It does. And it's kind of like, we've lost that. Like, chivalry isn't dead. We can still have, mm -hmm. you know, dancing and dinner and go out and just have a thing. But it seems like chivalry, people have lost the art of it and yeah. everything that everything that goes into it. But, you know, ballroom dancing, I love the costumes and the and just uh -huh. the it just oh my gosh, it was it's so beautiful. I would love to watch the competitions all the time. So when I saw that on your page, I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't had a dancer on my show. I don't care how long she hasn't been a dancer. Uh -huh. but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you had your hands in it and you had your hands on it and you had that experience so i love that that is an amazing thing uh that was a, that was a nice part of my life we had a lot of fun that's for sure it's it's funny it, it, my acting brought me to that job okay they i was doing uh i went in i think they had like a originally they had like a special or something they're like okay four classes for 25 bucks or something like that <laughs> and i'm like okay i can actually afford this you know? um, because ballroom dancing is usually pretty pricey you know exactly um, right for private lessons so i did it and they're like oh she can move oh she's an actress hey we need someone to narrate our show we're doing so i jumped in as an actor in a dance show that they were doing and they said okay if you if you like MC this event then we'll give you free lessons i'm like hell yeah oh you know, wow I'm like signing up. and then so i got free lessons and then they're like oh she's actually good and can and then they be, made me a teacher she actually <laughs> has some skills so let's give her yeah. a job like <laughs> yeah. and that was two years so Crazy. That is wonderful. But. See, one hand washes another. Okay. Yeah. So you let's talk about this. Leave. Exactly. Let me just touch on this real fast before we segue into your amazing career. So mm -hmm. your mom lived in Italy for like five years and she mm -hmm. was in spaghetti westerns. Tell us what that is about in the part that she played and what impact did that have on you? Um. <laughs> I don't know that it had any impact other than she had some good stories. Like okay. she she basically she didn't act in them. She um did the dubbing because she was fluent in Italian and English. She okay. Would, she would dub the movies to one way or the other. And um yeah, and she lived in Rome for like 5 years. So she had all these connections when those spaghetti westerns were happening back in the day and that that was like a gig that she did 
So I was like, wow, tell me stories. You know, I'm like, why couldn't we have connections now when I was <laughs> acting, you know? Yeah. So the acting bug kind of bit you then. That was like, that's where you saw your mom doing and you grew up. Oh, the no, no, no. Bug no, she she didn't really act, but she did just the dubbing before I existed. Oh, you said <laughs> even before you existed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just stories, but um, yeah. But I've been to Italy, and um, I got to see where she lived, and I, you know, definitely everything Italian is deep in my heart. <laughs> yes, so. Italy is a Italy is a very beautiful place. You know, everything about Italy is beautiful. You know, I've toured oh, around the world and I have my little passport stamped up and I would really like <laughs> to go back there, you know, sometime soon with all this craziness going on. Hopefully I get back there. Mm -hmm. But that's wonderful. That is absolutely yeah. wonderful. So you have acted in film, television, theater, radio, commercials, voiceover work, just to name a few. How do you wear so many hats? Oh, goodness. I think that most actors kind of usually need to. Mm -hmm. For one, we have to be kind of multi-talented or multi-skilled. And... Um, you know, when I was first starting out, it would be, I would just take whatever I could get. And sometimes that might be, you know, performing on a radio show. Sometimes that might be uh, doing a play. Sometimes that might be doing a film. So um, you start to kind of develop different skills, really. Right. Um, I like I like it all, but um, I think my my heart is, I love movies to no end. Mm -hmm. Like I could watch movies all day long. I love, oh. love, love movies. <laughs> and um, so, and I love that they live beyond us too. So right. It's pretty great that you can share your art and your craft and all of that and create a character. And then, you know, 50 years later, we're still, you know, actually more than that. 60 years later, we're still talking about Marilyn Monroe, you know? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And you can pull her up. You can find her. You can Google her. You can go back and reach, you know, all type of different ways to be able to see that. So it's, that is wonderful. That's a pretty nice gift, I think, to the world too, you know? It's I mean, your footprint. Totally. And you, you, I'm still enjoying movies that were made a hundred years ago. Right. Like a hundred years ago. Come on now. That's exciting. Right. You know? Right. But, yeah, I'm a huge yeah. fan of black and white movies. I'm a huge fan of black and, and even just watching the music that, that don't have any sound that you just have yeah. to, yeah, that you have to look for yourself. What is the meaning of what they are saying? Because it's, First of all, you feel like it, you're, it's a part of history, for mm -hmm. sure. And it's seeing, wow, how far things have evolved, too, is, I think, fascinating. Right. You know, we were talking about this the other day. I, I went on, um, I took um, someone to a tour of Jim Henson's studio in oh, Los Angeles. Okay. And it, that was back in the day of Charlie Chaplin. That used to be Charlie Chaplin's studio. and there's this cool story back then it was LA was like nothing. There were like orchards, <laughs> you know, there, there were like, you know, like the model T cars and right. like, but 
there's this legendary story that Charlie Chaplin would bet his buddy, I think it was like Douglas Fairbanks Jr. or someone, I could be getting that wrong, but um, someone back in the day, and they would ride horses on La Brea. For those of you who know what La Brea is, is that's a major Yes, I used to live off La Brea. (laughs) (laughs) So they would get their horses and race to Musso and Frank on Hollywood Boulevard and say, okay, whoever gets there first pays for lunch. Wow. (laughs) So they're racing horses, and I love that stuff. It's like there's so much. (laughs) <laughs> There's so much history just in one place, you know, just yeah. in one town. That's amazing. I don't know why why I thought of that, but I, I love that story <laughs> because it's a good story. It's a good story, <laughs> yeah. everybody. We're here with Carrie Nasina, actress, producer, business coach for actors, and the founder of Actor Transformation. She's on Tea Time Tuesdays. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk to her about some of the roles she's played and the parts that she's played. We're on Tea Time Tuesdays. 